two. Let's go. SQR Podcast, Score Rosenberg kicking back. My guest tonight is the one and only Red Fox. The original Red Fox, straight from Yard. Want my youth? Respect, come get some of this. Big up, big up, big up. Yo, sit down, my youth. SQR Podcast tonight is another epic show, ladies and gentlemen. Straight from Yard. Good vibes. The original Red Fox. Tonight's podcast is going to be straight. The Jamaica connection is official. A lot of Jamaican idiosyncrasies are going to come out tonight. Because I'm blessed to have my boy Red Fox here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat. We're going to slice his life up. Get to the meat of the matter. Enjoy some of this classic music. Once again, Red Fox. SQR Podcast. Score Rosenberg. Stay tuned. One. Yes. SQR Podcast. Score Rosenberg, my boy Red Fox, as we get rid of the crapping on this another epic, epic podcast. I just gotta let this marinate in the backyard. Sky Larkin. Yeah. Ah, my dude. Wow. Marinating up my boy AT Jones on the back, tickling that rolling. SQR Podcast as we cracking tonight. Tonight's another epic podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for being here. It is going to be a muy, you know, let me, let me just drop the Spanish and go yard style. Tonight, the podcast mashup. My boys are in the house, Red Fox, but you know how I normally start the show. Let me just slow down, take things back into control. Everybody that's in the house tonight, I want to give a big shout out to everybody that's here. Shout out to Manny on the camera. Thank you so much for holding us down. Big shout out to Lou, my boy holding us down. Charles, yo, making sure these guys make sure everything is muy bueno on, on the camera right now. Of course, the new addition to the team, my boy A.T. Jones. Thank you so much, bro. Big, big, big. Tickling us on Achilles rolling. So the, the SQR podcast movement is, is just growing organically, and that's what it's about. And as we get ready to crack into the guest, I want to big up a couple people that were privileged to be in the house tonight to witness this podcast. I want to take this moment to give a big shout out to my boy Max in the back. Thank you so much, bro. Bong, 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 bong. Big shout out to my boy Cheese. Thank you so much. Yo, family members, and of course, Carol, thank you so much for popping in and just giving us your presence. Thank you so much. Big Ellie holding us down on the sound and playing multiple jobs. Thank you so much. It's a team effort that makes this happen. So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, as I says, you know, enough with the Spanish talk, enough with the French talk, it's spear ox steel and curry gotan. You know what I mean? Sweet. Porridge and thing. My boy Red Fox is in the house tonight. Respect. Straight from yard. Book, 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 book. Yo, pleasure, bro. Respect, respect. You know, you know, we can't even start the podcast without doing this thing right. You know, our Sweet. sponsor Heineken would be a mist if I didn't do this <laughs> right. So do me a favor, reach, open that fridge behind you right Mark. there. Yeah. And, you know, we have the double zeros, which are alcohol free, but I know you want a regular Heine. So, yeah, so grab a regular Heine, pass yeah. it over here. Let me open it up for you real quick. Mark, Everything is nice. But the, yeah, I got to tell you, the non-alcoholic to zero, zero, you're just as amazing, bro. Yeah, so why don't you have this? Let's do this toast to your presence, Let's my say, youth. Respect. Yeah. Mm. SQR Podcast, Go Rosenberg. My boy Red Fox is in the house tonight. And... You know, if we were to recap and let people know how we connected, yeah, it would be pretty interesting. And you know, as as I before we even jump into your story, I, I need to discuss that because it was through the divine connection of a very close friend, Same. Andrea Wright, who yeah, R.I.P. Let's let's let's, let's yeah. let the Heinekens up and toast to her. For real, for real. For you know, real. a sister. Yeah, man. Andrea, I miss you. Yeah, man. Rest I miss in you. Peace. Yeah. yeah R.I.P. Sis. But yeah, Andrea man. was the, the, the conduit Same. for us connecting. And there was just this organ, organic connection that we had. And we yeah. knew we were going to do something. And Same. we kept in touch. And now yeah, you're man. here yes, at my podcast, sharing your story. Yeah, you know, a veteran in the reggae industry. Give thanks. My God, my when I, yeah. when you told me you were coming through, I told the crew, yo, tonight's going to be nice. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. let's, let's, let's do this. Let's head. Red Fox, reggae artist, father. Same. Husband, Same. friend, Same. my youth. I want to go back to, because I know a lot of people know you and know the, the cuts, but they probably don't know the struggles and where you come from and yeah. you know the background. So let's dissect this. Yeah. Born and grew up in Jamaica. Yeah. Um, I was born in um, St. Andrew and then, you know, um, from there I moved to Portmore. 
from Portmore. I went to this little district. It's called Brownsall in St. Catherine. Okay. It's like way up, way up in the hills of St. Catherine. Brownsall. Yeah, really country. Yeah, so yeah. when when you before you 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 went through those journeys, um, leaving from um, Saint Andrew to Portmore, Portmore, right? Yes, Portmore. Yeah. Because I used to live in Portmore, my own. Same. I used to live in Portmore, so yeah. I know the, the the bus past the Causeway, yes. coming at Kingston. Yeah. I know the routine. Yeah, man. What was the so in Saint before you moved, you were with um, what was the family makeup like? Mom, dad, brothers, sisters. What was that dynamic like? Well. Um, in Portmore, I was just probably three, four years old. My mother already migrated to the United States. And um, my father, at that point, took me to the country. That's how I got in the country, because he was left with all four children, and he went to the country to drop us off. And, you know, in, in chase of my mother here in the States. So he left us there for a while. Who were you left with? My grandparents. So let's just dissect this real quick because a lot of people understand. You know, when you think Jamaica, everybody think country. But right. people from Kingston are right. <laughs> they call right, Kingston right, town. Right, 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 right. And anything outside of Kingston, they call it country. Right. Well, it's like New York, Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to put it in another word. You yeah, know? yeah. So true. I was like in Tuskegee, Alabama. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so what know. was the transition like for you? It was really tough because, um, you know, as I said. My, there was no mother around and being in the country with my grandparents i didn't really know them and my father wasn't there either so you just kind of found yourself wake up one morning and you see these two old people taking care <laughs> of you and you had no idea what was taking place so you're just crying and crying and crying and crying and crying you know just because you know mother no dad so that's how i got started there in the country so it was quite tough to transition Wow, wow. Yeah. You know, so funny, and you know, I respect you for being so honest. Yeah, man. In that feeling. Yeah. You know, for real, because, you know, certain, you know, especially coming from Jamaica and this whole, you know, man for strong and man, you know, yeah. We, we, we feel, especially as a young kid, where you're expecting yeah. mom to be. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Can I ask you, if you don't mind poking, um, looking back now, yeah. Um, do you know why mom wasn't there? Well, I, my mother, I, I like to reason with her. She's alive today. And I like to tell her, um, you know, what went on because she left home at 17 years old. And she was like the darkest of um, all the siblings, you know, all of her siblings. When you say the darkest, <coughs> what do you mean? Dark skin. In terms of complexion. In terms of complexion. And during those days in Jamaica, to be very dark is to like not be a good person. That's how they used to look at you. Like anything too black is not good. That's what was said during those days so when you have a very dark child you will more probably push the lighter children thinking that they will get better opportunities and the darker ones will like you know you kind of pretty much like keep them at home and figure you know something out something else for them you know wow. so with my mother i think she felt you know like she was being um you know not really truly finding herself and her worth so she kind of left home at 17 years old and found my father who partially looked white that's why i look like this <laughs> <laughs> right so she found a guy that looks partially white and you know this was like a trophy during those days mm. you know what i mean so um being in getting involved with someone for the wrong reasons is not going to last very long so whatever argument or whatever took place during that time she probably like you know she had she was married by 19 years old she had me by the age of 26 she had four children by the age of 26 wow. so she kind of just ran to the states and probably was just looking for like a new beginning yeah like trying that. to find herself somehow that's how i look at it oh i respect that i respect yeah. that um by the way what's her name Sonia. You want to big up Sonia real quick? Yeah, big up yeah. Sonia. Let's, let's, let's give a big toast to Sonia. Yeah, cheers because, to mom. Yeah, for real. <laughs> cheers to Sonia. Yeah, yeah. As we enjoy these Heinekens over, the, over this yeah. Um, conversation. Yeah. And the reason why I ask you to go back, because, you know, as our guests are listening to this podcast, there's somebody who went through something similar. Right. Or, or somebody who's going through something like this. And yeah, understanding. I and I salute you because it seems as if you... You gave your, you're, you're now seeing things a little bit through your mom's lens. Right. To yes. be able to appreciate that without holding any animosity because that waking up in that grandparents' home, 
like where's mom where's dad right so let's just slow this down where did you go to primary school or elementary school well dad was supposed to return but but he didn't because he died you know so i was like about five when he died and um so I was looking forward to come to America at that time. So our chances to come to America was like completely like, all right, so what are we gonna do now? So start going to school, you know, in the country. So I went to Browns Hall Primary. And um, one morning, my school was right directly across from where I lived. Oh, so all I would do was walk across the street. But one morning I saw a kid walking up the street in his khaki, you know, we wear khaki, yeah. khaki uniform. I wanted to know where he was going. So I followed him. <laughs> so I ended up in this elementary school and they kept me up there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they, you know, they were laughing. I, I couldn't understand why they were laughing, but. You're supposed to go right across the street. Yeah, and I went to another school, and they kind of just kept me there for a while, and then I went back to the primary school. You know, what so a it was story! A, it's interesting. Wow, yeah, wow. Yeah. So you're navigating these waters. Your siblings, your siblings are with you at this time. Yes, my two sisters and um, my brother already migrated with my father. My father took him yeah, when okay. he was coming up. So it was just my two sisters at the time, and my cousin. And you know, I have a yard full of people, like about yeah. eight, nine people. So can, can I ask you this as we get ready to close? out of this segment yeah looking back on those years those you know crucial years with you is there anything that you can remember that um you think that made an impact on you now i mean basically everything you know because um you know the way i am today um i would consider myself to be a person that can deal with a lot of pressure <clears throat> a lot of situations I, I i really do not worry much because you know i had a rough start and i somehow you know by the grace of god figured out to get past that you know and the fact that i was able to get past that i felt like i've been through the worst today i keep smiling because of that type of life you know Escure podcast called rosenberg my boy red fox dropping jewels you know <laughs> when you say something profound we call it dropping a jewel and just Same. getting all through you know what he experienced at a young age and how it made him stronger right now we're going to take a quick break come back jump into this we have a quick treat for you our just for fun animation you know section to the sqr pro studio is coming up check this out ladies and gentlemen you're in for a treat sqr podcast red fox just for fun creation coming up one Bong. SQR podcast score Rosenberg, my boy A.T. Jones on that roll and tickling us in on this, you know, great podcast and an opportunity that we've always wanted to sit down with my boy Red Fox. Respect. Thanks again for being in the studio, my Bless God. Love, give thanks. You know, and for dissecting this 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 interesting, you know, by the way, A.T., don't think I don't hear you sneaking in that Bob Marley. You know, <laughs> you know, saying this is a message to yo, SQR podcast. Appear talented people around us right nice, now. Thank nice. you, my yard. Nice. As we get ready to crack into, you know, your story, my dude. I I wanted to, to, to thank you for being aware and forgiving with your mom. Same. You know, and expressing that. Right. Because, you know, I, I went to church like two weeks ago and um, the, the pastor was talking about forgiveness. And one of the things he said that stuck with me is like, forgiving is giving up the right to hurt somebody who has hurt you. Right. You know what I mean? And, Same. You know, I can understand as a little boy growing up where mom should have been there and she wasn't. Right. Now that you're older, you're able to say, you know what? I understand and appreciate that and can move on. Yes. So as we dissect the life of Red Fox coming up, the, you know, the, high, the primary school, you know, growing up, when did you, did you go to high school in Jamaica? Yes, I went to St. Catherine High School. That's in Spongetone. What was that like? It was really interesting because you know growing up in the country from like about you know four to the age of 10 because i went to high school at 10 years old so when i got to the city you know i was like you know i was looking for this because i was waiting i didn't feel like i belonged to the country, country. the whole time in the country i know the country is not my thing but somehow you know little by little you know so when i got to st catherine high school it was you know, it's a big, massive high school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? And when I got there, there was, like, kids from Portmore. There was kids from Spanish Town. So I was being, like, you know, introduced to different people outside of the country, you know. So for me, it was really, like, you know, I felt alive. Nice, nice. <clears throat> you know? Your experience, <clears throat> your, 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 could you remember your first day going to high school? Yeah. 
you know, because enough time, enough time as a Jamaican, when you when you go to high school, maybe you have some of your, your bridging them with you. Yeah. But it sounds like you were solo on this run. I yes, I I remember quite well, you know, because um, I was by myself most of the time because grandma was just old. Yeah. And you know, so when you're getting whatever you need to go through the orientation all these different things i was doing everything on my own and i was just 10 years old i remember even a teacher looking at me and say you going to high school because i was so small you know what i mean <laughs> i was 10 and i was like this little kid and they couldn't believe that i belong in high school you know right, but right. yeah so it was it was it was very exciting for me at the same time though can I ask you this? Um, you know, sometimes when, because I remember going to high school in Jamaica, and I went yeah. to Manchester High School, and yeah. them said, y- when you go first grade, them them go um, grub, grub you, yeah, pluck your nose. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. went through that. Well, I was I wasn't the person to mess with. Put it like that. You know what I mean? There oh. was a few guys who who said, "Come here, grub," and I answered them back in a very very. Um, particular way that made them just stand off you know I, I was no joke as a little kid you know oh respect yeah, i will fight you instantly where do you think <laughs> that came from it came from going to the country when i was about four or five i was the reddest kid in the in the community being very light complexion everybody took took a set on me okay. they were like um you know telling me um red is corruption um i look <laughs> i remind them of their oppressors so i had to beat up a few <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, I had to beat up a few before I was accepted. I had to fight my way oh, yeah. in. Yeah. Wow. To be All one, because of your complexion. Yes, to become a one of them, I had to fight my way in. But, you know, I was just born with that. So, I was just born with that. Do you think, um, you know, so growing up to high school, when, I'm, I'm trying to get to the point, when did the music and, and, and the, the Red Fox, yeah. by the way, where did the nickname Red Fox, because I know you weren't born well, with yeah. Red Fox. When well, did that come into play? Well, coming to, all right, so, it was um there was another light skinned kid <laughs> in the country. So we, we both start hanging with each other because <laughs> when you saw a light skinned kid you felt like, All right, he look like me, you know, I'm not ugly because they used to tell me I'm ugly, them tell me I'm like look like banana, you know, my face <laughs> specky specky <laughs> like banana you know freckles you know what i mean so I, I was going through it, you know what I mean? So um yellow man was raining at the time and I was singing all a Yellow Man song because my soul remind me of myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm singing Yellow Man. I feel liberated because everybody's talking about Yellow Man. He was big. He was big. Yeah. And they began to call me Yellow. So I start singing his songs. And then one day I twist it and put my own lyrics. And I felt really excited about what I did. So I tell my friend, you know, my other light skinned friend Gibbs, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that, you know, look what I did. And then he started to compete with me at the time and you know that's when I really got interested because he knew all of General Echo lyrics that was the guy before Yellow Man who actually inspired Yellow Man so he was using the guy who inspired Yellow Man and killed me the day with lyrics you know so um, I went back to high school and I began writing so just, just to, to battle yeah Gibbs. To, to battle and you know to get my chops up so i started to write and then you know i used to go to the spanish town bus terminus to catch the bus so we used to go to the bar because you, you was allowed in bars as of a course kid. jamaica jamaica yeah, thing yeah. this so, so <laughs> yeah so we went to the bar and there was a jukebox and we we, we punched the instrumental of whatever beat we like you know so if the song was like half pint that you gotta be crazy yeah so i used to like punch the instrumental to you gotta be crazy and we start rapping over that and then there was this guy who came in one day and wanted to compete so he was like he started off slow so we're killing him you know killing him killing him but he he, he used his brain and then he started he saved his best stuff for, for last <laughs> and then when we were all out he just started throwing missiles you know so i was like man so when he crushed us that day I said, I have to battle back this guy. So I went to his school, which was Jonathan Grant. That was by De La Vega in Spanish Town. Okay, okay. And when I went there, somebody said, Red Fox. So I looked back, and he was talking to me, but I wasn't called Red Fox at the time. But this is just the name that he just came up with for me. So I told my friend that I was hanging with at the time that, you know, hey, I like that. Call me Red Fox. So he was like, nah, it's not going to stick. I said, call me Red Fox. So the school kept a barbecue. Yeah. And, you know, my friend put me on the show. And then I performed as Red Fox. And I did so well that the next day I was a superstar in my school. What? Yeah. 
And Big up yourself, my yeah. you. Thank you for sharing that story. Bless Yo, you. wow. Yeah. SQR podcast. <clears throat> the squirrel and the fox. Squirrel and the, the fox. The squirrel yeah. and the fox at the yeah. table. Yo, right. that was that was so. Yo, thank you for sharing that, my you. Give thanks. So the guy you. So let me just slow this down because there's a lot of Jamaicans out there right. watching this who didn't even, don't even know this. Right. So let me slow this down. So the guy who you battled. Punk Buster. That's his name. Punk Buster. Yes. And you know who I want to give props up to as I'm hearing the story? You're at a light frit. You're, li you're at a light skin <laughs> banana looking friend. What's his name? Gibbs? Gibbs. 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 I want to give big shit. Because whether Gibbs knew it back then, but Iron Shop and Iron. Right, right, you know? right, right, right. Jewel right. on School Rosenberg podcast. Right. So you and your one other friend yes. sharpening each other yes. until you met Punk Buster. Right. My God, what a classic name. Straight right. Jamaican. Right. You know, that's one <laughs> <laughs> I've right. never seen him ever since. It's almost like he, he was. He was supposed to. He was supposed to play that role in your life. I, that's what I think. I have to be that because I don't know where he is on this so earth. So Punk Buster is yeah. the same guy that gave you the name Red Fox. Yes, the same guy who crushed me in the competition is who gave me the name. Wow. Yeah. SQR Podcast called Rosenberg. Wow. <laughs> so now your first show, the barbecue. Yes. You see. You see. You see. One thing about this show is. I slow things down nice. because I in they slow down at the gravy and the spice. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so you say you get put a show, you get a barbecue, you get a, the high school hall of barbecue, and you're performing. Yes. Do you remember this, what you performed, or was it some original stuff, or did you sing over all original stuff, man? You know, um, the the principal name was Miss Anderson, which we call Miss Andy. So when I went on stage, I went with my other friend Boomerangs. You know, um, both of us were like, you know artists writing together and stuff like that so he was the one who actually put me on the show he was playing manager and artist at the at the same time yeah so when i got on the stage because whenever i get on the stage i remind people of yellow man there's an automatic like massive reception mm. right but what happened is that show was the day i discovered that i had a very deep voice i, did, I had no idea because I watched Chaka Demos. Chaka Demos when, um, before he even got popular, I, was, I watched him on a sound called Class One with yeah. Eddie Fitzroy. Yeah, yes, yes. And his voice was like, no, tell him I mean, no, tell him I mean, no, tell him I mean, name Chaka, yes! And, and I found it very, like, amazing the way he sound. Dude, that yeah. was official. You just did that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was electrifying. Yeah. So when I went back to school, I, I kept like, not on my not on my not on my I kept training my voice, training my voice, training my voice. So when I went on the microphone at the barbecue, that's what came out. That's what came out, and I was like, I even took a step back myself because the place was going crazy. But I was like, you know, I've never been on a microphone yeah. to hear my voice like that before, and you know, I sang a song said. I get an invitation from Mommy Sunday to come and nice some police academy because we were doing the show at the police academy yeah, yeah, in the Spanish yeah. town and the place was just erupting. Whatever I did, I couldn't go wrong. And on top of that, my like biggest idol at the time was besides Yellow Man was standing there in the crowd because his girlfriend went to my school, which was Papa San. What? Mm -hmm. The Papa San. The Papa San. And I have a picture of the night. Yeah, still have a picture of that night. Epic. Yeah. You see, you see, if I didn't slow you down and go through that walk, look, right, look right. like I don't miss. Yeah. SQR podcast <laughs> for Rosenberg, my boy Red Fox. Yeah. Incredible podcast as we dissect this journey. And I'm glad I'm taking a chance to go through this slowly because what I'm getting is what I want to get. Respect. You know what I mean? Because I want people to understand the journey, the, 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 the ostracizing that you went through and the way you own it. Give thanks. Big shout out, the squirrel and the fox. SQR podcast. We're gonna take a quick break. Come back, yo. After this, crack into the rest of the journey and what he's doing right now. SQR podcast. Go Rosenberg Radio. My boy, Red Fox. Another treat coming up for you. Just for fun. Coming up shortly. Stay tuned. One. Classic. 
Big up. SQR Podcast, Cole Rosenberg rocking in on the third segment with my boy Red Fox. Yo, I gotta let this, this joint play. See? You remember, you remember writing this joint? Well, um, this was um, Shaggy, Golden Child and myself, yes. Let it rock, let it rock, let it rock. My boy, write the rhythm well. Good Big Jones. And my boy A.T. Jones is tickling those keys. SQR Podcast, Gore Rosenberg, my boy Red Fox. Over this classic joint. A compilation with Shaggy. And good. Oh man. Classic reggae, yo. As we kick really back and, 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 and finish dissecting my boy's journey. You know, I'm honored and blessed to have my guy Red Fox at the table with me. Yes. And for those who are wondering. You know, which kind of red fox I'm talking about. I'm talking about the original <laughs> yeah, yeah. red fox. So you got the See. fox and the squirrel at the table right now. Respect. Guys, you're welcome. As we get ready to finish your journey, <clears throat> we, we, we tackled, you know, going through high school. Yes. Being named Red Fox. Right. And what's so funny, as comical and as casual as you made the experience be, the racial crap that you have to deal with <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah even yeah. we're you know from jamaica where our motto is out of many one people right but that still racial divide is 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 evident yeah and you experienced that growing up and yeah. it made you stronger better and, yes and, you know so so as, as we found out how the name red fox came into play now we're moving on you're finishing up high school and by the time you get ready to graduate high school i'm pretty sure the name is solidified your role with music is solidified. Right. That voice is known. Right. What was your move right after high school? Brooklyn. You finally made it to the U.S.? Yes. <laughs> as soon as I graduated, my papers came through for me to migrate. Because at that time, I actually gave up. I actually was like, I'm thinking about becoming a jockey. You know, like uh, my friends were telling me to go try out at the stable. So I went to, to really be a, a, a racehorse uh, yeah, jockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I was very short. I was like 80 pounds at the time. And <laughs> it was like, you know, maybe you should, you know, try to see if the trainer would take you in. And, you know, he really liked what he saw, you know, because I was a high school graduate. Okay. I was like five feet at the time, 80 pounds. And he was really, really excited. And But right away, my papers came. In Brooklyn, you landed. And I landed in Brooklyn. So, my youth, let's, let's do this slowly. As a yard you never left yard before. Right. Lana, Brooklyn. Yeah. What, what, what season was it at the time? It was summer. How was it? Um, it's, it was strange, you know. For me, it was very strange. You know, because I, 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 was, I was a teenager. I was a young teenager. And... Um, you know, I came in August, like, I think I came two days after my birthday. and um, Which is? August 13th is my birthday, and I landed August 15th. Okay. Yeah, I remember quite clear, you know. So, it was just very strange because um, we heard so much things about the United States. We thought that the streets were lined with gold, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> when I got... Um, when we were landing, I landed at night, so the place was really beautiful. There was so much lights, so it made a lot of sense to me that this place is like amazing. So you know, I took the drive to Brooklyn from Kennedy, and when we got to the building, I was like, something gotta be wrong, you know, because I was by I was living by Nostrand between J and K. So when we got into the building, you know, it began to look around and didn't look as you know, beautiful as you thought. Beautiful as I thought it would be, and then they took me to this apartment, and that was it. I was like caged up in this two-bedroom <laughs> apartment, and I'm like, this is it. You know, what I mean, like you know, because I'm coming from a house and yard and outside space. and space, and yeah. then now you got me all cooped up in a place. It was really quite strange for me. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So now, teenager growing up in Brooklyn, got your feet wet. Yeah. You know, start learning around. You brought the music energy with you. How did you infiltrate the U.S. market and the U.S., you know, vibe to really start getting your music thing on the scene? Yeah, well, I went to a high school um, called New Utrecht High School in Bensoners, right? And um, during that time, there was some, you know, I was going to school for like two months without knowing anyone. So I was pretty bored. So I decided to make friends 
with someone. Yeah. So I saw this guy, he had red, green, and gold, you know, red, yellow, and, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah Jamaican, we always got some loud colors yeah, going yeah, on. We yeah. represent the loud colors. So, yeah, yeah, I know so that. Yeah, he had Ethiopian colors and his hat. So, you know, to me, he strike me as a Jamaican, so I, or he struck me as a Jamaican, so I went to him. And, I, you know, at the time, I, I was smoking, so I asked him for a light in, in Jamaican yeah. to see if he would respond to me in Jamaican. So he did. So I said, oh, you're a yardie. So he says, yeah. So, you know, I told him that I've been here for two months and, you know, I don't know anyone and stuff like that. So he was like, oh, and then some other Jamaican guys came. So, you know, he introduced me to them. And um, by, you know, it, you know, I was kind of had a little crew there going on, you know. So, um there was a song clash, but before I even get to the song clash, I was going up in the elevator in my building, right? And then there was two Jamaican guys that was living on the fourth floor. I was living on the fifth floor. And I told them that, you know, I, I sing, you yeah. know, I write lyrics and stuff, but I don't think they took me very serious. So I was in the elevator and I heard music playing coming from you know, their floor. And yard music. Yard music. And they were actually DJing live, you know, they were singing live. Okay, okay. And then I heard somebody like, wheel, you know. So I say, oh, they're singing. So I stopped the elevator and I came out and, you know, went into the apartment and they were doing their thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I asked them to give me a shot. And, when, you know, when they heard me, because, you know, I was writing lyrics before I came, so I had, like, tons of lyrics. So they thought I was probably the most amazing thing they've ever heard. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> they're, they're, they're trying it and you're doing it. Right. They were really shocked. <laughs> you know, they were really shocked. They were really excited, too. They was, like, you know, thinking about all the things they're going to do with me. You know, like, they're going to make me clash with all these people. They're going to let me mash up everybody. Oh, you know, wow. so, you know, they were, you know, so they took me to my first party. And, you know, they got me the mic and I sang and the place erupted and, you know, gunshots fired that night. <laughs> we had to run and get flat and I was like, welcome to Brooklyn type of thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so after that, they, you know, I was um, involved in a clash to compete and the the guys that I was going to compete against was the same guys I were hanging out with in high school. You know, so we went to this party in Van Dyke's club in Brooklyn and, you know, we clashed there and, yeah, I went to them to their sound eventually because they weren't trying to give me the mic on the sound that I came because I did so well, but they didn't want to give me back the mic. So the guys, they knew me from high school, so they said, come over to our sound system. So I started singing for them. And then... Do um, you remember the name of that sound system? LP International. They're still a big sound today. They're a massive sound today. They're like a killing machine today. Yeah, can we today. just toast to LP International? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, big, big. <laughs> big up Puma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we used to send our, um, the cassettes that I used to rehearse to a producer. And one day the producer decided to take me to the studio. And then I went to Philip Smart Studio. That's HCNF Studio in Long Island. And when I went there... Um, they gave me the diseases rhythm. I don't know if you remember that rhythm. The diseases rhythm is an old rhythm that um, Michigan and Smiley okay. was on. Because every day the girl just up in her trousers. Yes, yeah, 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 diseases. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I remember, yeah, I remember that rhythm. Yeah. And then I sang this song called Come Boogie Down, Come Boogie Down, yeah. Come Boogie Down, Come Boogie Down, yeah. And, you know, it became a hit, like, locally, you know, like a big hit locally. I was actually shocked, you know, so that's how I got started. Which is written, performed exclusively by you. Well, I'm not going to say totally written by me because... I respect that. Because um, Boomerangs that, I, you know, in yeah. high school, we were together. Because I came to the States, I had my lyrics and I had his, his lyrics. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to kill everybody. I got my lyrics, I got his lyrics. And you'll never know that I'm singing his lyrics in the, in the United States. So anyway, you know, he had these lyrics that he wrote, you know, back in, in, in school where he said, Stand on me, stand up, and I know, sit down, me, sit down. Roll me back, I me, you So, you know, I had that lyrics, and then I put a hook line on it. So I gave it a hook line, come boogie down, come boogie down. And then, you know, it became this big song. Wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love hearing the history of how you stitch things together. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. the creativeness and thinking on your feet, actually, because everybody else during that elevator ride right. would have kept going into the apartment. No, I mean, I was an, already on a mission. I was already on a mission. You know? a podcast called Rosenberg. Yeah. My boy Red Fox dropping a jewel. You remember I told you, when you say something profound on this show, we call yeah. it dropping a jewel. Uh, same, same. And as a young youth, you were on a mission. Yes, I was on a, on a mission for sure. You know what I mean? I mean, from a very early age, I knew that I wanted to do music. You so know? so let, let's fast forward. So now it seems like the confidence is to the roof because you're getting some good response. You know, you're writing. You know exactly what's going on. I want to find out your break into the record label that signed you, right. that started pushing you out. Well, um, you know, after doing the record um, Pose Off with Screechy Dan, I record got very hot. And my booking agent was also my manager, and he was also booking for Shabba Rankin and Supercat. So what he will do, he will whatever show people come for Shabba Rankin or for Supercat, he'll make sure that Red Fox is on that bill. Mm. And then he'll tell me to destroy them. I'm just being honest. Ask your podcast. <laughs> yo, hold yeah. up. Yo, stick up in right there, my yeah. dude. Stick up in right yeah. there. I got to take this break. I want to yeah. come back. Yeah. And I want you to go, go back in right there right. and tell me your first show you did with them on the set. All right? right. Okay. Ask your podcast. My boy, Red Fox, wrapping up this third segment. I'm going to come back and and... and hear about this murder clash <laughs> that you pulled up by your manager <laughs> my boy red fox it's your podcast called rosenberg stay tuned one it's your podcast called rosenberg as we get ready to you know and and i hate not having to take more time as we yeah, go through this same you know but i lay everything out where i can get to my my get through my guest and slow things down and get some jewels in a in a in a, in a convenient amount of time same. what that means is as we get ready to go into your fourth segment with right. my boy red fox i i wanted to get up to you know the signing with the right with the u.s right, label right right and you were sharing that experience right so your manager, pick up from there. Yeah, so, you know, my manager, as I said before, you know, um, a booking agent. So he was booking all the rappers, too. He was booking all the the black acts at Famous Artist Agency. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, Bojo Banton, no, well, before even Bojo, um, Shabba Rankin, Supercat, you know, so he'll book them and he had me to the show. And then he'll tell me to to go and outperform everybody. That's what, you know, his thing was like, go and kill them, you know? And, you know, I'm listening to every word, so I, when I go up there, I'm really going. But my youth, so, so you haven't been on a stage like that before, and these artists are established. Well, you know, you have to understand, I came up in Brooklyn, right? And, you know, I'm used to Billmore Ballroom, I'm used to Starlight Ballroom, I'm used to, I'm used to gunshots firing every <laughs> single weekend, you know, like running and ducking gunshots, you know what I mean? So, you're telling me to go kill, you know, I'm already in killing mode, yeah, you know, okay. meaning that I wasn't going out there killing people, people but, but you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I already had a fire. So, you know, um, if I feel like I need to go and, you know, a strong performance where the big superstar acts at the time have to come really good after I leave the stage, you know what I mean? So, you know, whenever I performed, you know, like if a Shabba Rankin have to come on and close, then, you know, you will have to push step harder. Step game up. Yeah, you will have to step up, yeah. Wow. You know um, what I mean? But at the same time, I want to big them up because they totally embraced me you know i mean shabarankin supercat they embraced me they are a big reason why you know i got a lot of shine because they didn't look at me as a, as a artist that was living in new york they accepted me as a as an artist that you know jamaican reggae artist and you know tell me that you know you're good like mm -hmm. you know we, i respect you. You, you, you you're very good at what you do and they lift your confidence even higher thank you for sharing that yeah. No, respect my youth. Yeah. Can I ask you, do you remember the first show you did? Mm. If you can go back, were you nervous? I'm talking <laughs> about with, with, with Shaba. You know, you know, you, you go on the stage, you know, yeah. Shaba, Super Cat yeah, is on the yeah, lineup. Yeah. By the way, where was the show? 
Um, if you can remember, we performed at the Ritz. We performed at the Underground Nightclub. We performed at. Um, what was the first show? The first show with Shabarankin. Yeah, I think it was. Um, hmm, have to be probably. Maybe it's the underground nightclub, but no. And this is when Shaba was. When big. Shaba was hot, no, I, I was I performed with him at the Ritz, and I remember he was like sizzling, sizzling hot. That was probably one of my first real nervous moment, you know, because he was so hot that when I was about to come on stage before they introduced me to on stage, the crowd, the entire crowd was the Shaba Rang, Shaba Rang, Shaba, <laughs> and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> What's gonna happen? Because I'm getting ready to come on. Yeah, are, yeah. are they gonna boo me? Or what? You know what's gonna happen? Yeah. So, but you know, David Levy is an incredible um, MC, MC. Yeah. and the way he introduced me coming on, once he mentioned the word Flatbush, the crowd has already erupted because that's where I'm coming out of. And Flatbush Brooklyn people was just there for me, like full strength. And you so, delivered, and I delivered. I delivered. You know, with Screechy oh. Dan, we delivered that night, and the place. The place erupted, and you know, I think that's where I could say that you know, I was on my way to you know, sign into a major. And um, wow, so thank you for taking us on that journey, my youth. Respect. So, as, as you navigate that, your collaborations only got better after that because I remembered you know, you with a couple major artists, right? As you continue to do your own solo thing, right? And the connection with Shaggy, where did that come from? Well. I brought out Shaggy, you know. Shaggy was like, I would say, like a protege of mine. He was in the military. He was, um, you know, in North Carolina at the time in the military, in the Marines. And, um, you know, at the time I had two songs, like I had, you know, Jamaica Nice, I have a song called Jamaica Nice. So I was really, yeah, yeah. I was really like hot. And if you wanted to, you know, get into the right links, then you try to be my friend, pretty much. Yeah. No, Shaggy is a very ambitious guy. So he understand that I'm the dude that he needs to hang with in order to meet the right people. So, you know, he started to, you know, hang around. He used to, he used to drive out nine hours from um, the military base all the way to Brooklyn just to sing at a party with me. And then he'd drive nine hours back to base. You know, and, he, and I used to look at it like this dude was really, really serious. So when they had the first um, war, the first George Bush war yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in Kuwait, Kuwait yeah. and he told me he was going, I really felt nervous for him. So I felt the, I felt the need like I had to take him on every show that I was doing because I didn't know if he was coming back. So I started taking him around all the shows and, you know, introducing him to all the producers. Everybody that I was working with, I put him on to them. Every single person, even the person that produced all the hits that he has which is sting international so, yeah i introduced him to sting as well and wow. you know yeah so that's how um we met you know you know what i mean so, so wow let's just slow this down uh, and you yeah. know what's so funny is um i want to salute you for being opening mm. because enough enough man at your level would have said to like a shaggy what you want because he's probably not bringing anything to the table at that time. Right. Which is interesting because I'm a, why, why did you embrace him? Very interesting um, question because I felt like I grew up kind of pretty much on my own. I had siblings, but I kind of felt like I grew up on my own. And he is the only child for his mother. So I embraced him like a brother. Now, even as an artist, I embraced him like a brother. Um, I felt that he was talented, but... I was telling everybody, this is my brother. So I brought him around in my brain. I'm like, this is my brother and we're hanging. And it was like family for me. So whenever I gave him an opportunity, I felt like I was just giving my brother an opportunity. Because mm -hmm. I have letters that he wrote me from Kuwait that I show him today. I showed him like probably a year ago and he, he was shocked that I still have it. I was like, no, I, I, I embraced you like a brother. Big. Yeah. Big up. Big up. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And what's so funny to see how not only because when I see you guys perform in the, in the, even in that, in that Jamaica nice 
you know. Uh, uh, love me Jamaica. Love me Jamaica. You yeah. know the, the the organic vibe and the energy Same. is felt like a brother. So right. it, it makes sense. Right, right, you know right, what right, 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 right. My boy Red Fox, SQR Podcast. We're digging in and giving you some jewels from this artist that you've never even heard before, <laughs> and that's what we do here. You know what I mean? Yeah, get right in, and I'm telling everybody, you know, as we get ready to wrap with Red Fox and and and, and finish up on a couple of things. He's gonna perform a um that that joint you did yeah um, if you love reggae if you love reggae that's coming up we're gonna give you a splash of that and mix that in but as we get ready to wrap um you know your history is known your future yes what are you working on well um I have an EP coming out um I think the date is about May twenty fourth. You know, it's a collaboration with um, Screechy Dan, you know, because I always wanted to do a project with Screechy Dan because he has been so instrumental in my career, you know, in all of us career. Shaggy, the whole crew, he's like a genius writer. And, you know, when we were writing songs, a lot of songs that we have and ideas, you know, Screechy, has, the, yeah, the yeah, blue. yeah, you know, he inspired a lot of us. And um, I always wanted to do something with him. So I finally got a project done with him and it's a EP called Reset. And that's coming out in May. And then I also have a solo album that I'm working on. Big, yeah. big, big. Um, I can't end this podcast without asking you about the Ravon link. Right. Because everybody would be a mist like me. You know, I'm not bringing that up. So <laughs> right, right. share a little bit about that. Well, Ravon, um, you know, is more now shaggy because um, whatever, sh whatever shaggy did, he put Ravon on to sing. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So um, as far as him and I doing the Bashman party, you know, I wrote the song Bashman Party and then I was going to do it by myself. And then, you know, um, when I read to record it, you know, we thought about a singer. You know, Dave Kelly and I thought about a singer. And Shaggy actually said, why don't you use Ravon? You know, and then I did. And we, you know, we went, and, we went and picked him up and, you know, he read it right off the paper right there. Like, you know, and did it, you know. Yeah, yeah. very talented. Yeah. Very talented. Yo, yeah. classic collaboration, by the way. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, SQR Podcast, go Rosenberg, my boy Red Fox. And Red, I want to let you know, um, as I get ready to close this, you know, I always close with this question. Um, I give you the magic wand. Mm. All right, boom. You can make any two changes. Yeah. Any two wishes you want, anything, anything you want in this world. Right. The first wish, what do you want? Well, you know, my first thing I would like to change is, you know, the minds of my people. You know, they have, I feel like they have been um, in bondage so long by their mental, you mm -hmm. know, and I wish that they would be able to see beyond all the oppression that they have been through and just embrace today, the present so that they can actually see clearly what you're doing. I feel like, you know, majority of my brothers and sisters are living in, a, in, in something that does not exist. I feel like they're being, like, um, so manipulated by, you know, all the different things that they see on television, social media, all these different things, and they're actually not really looking at what's really real. So I hope, you know, I pray that the, you know, the minds of the people will reset it. Yeah, will reset. My God, that was a powerful wish. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that was a powerful <laughs> wish. Your second wish. Um, you know, I mean, it's, my second wish is um, I wish that is a long shot, but you know, we pray for world peace, you know, because um, with religion. You know, the world fighting because of religion and the world fighting for all these different things that we have no idea exactly what's happening most of the time. So, you know, I wish that we all, you know, as the whole entire world could live in peace. But that's a long shot. Wow, wow. My <laughs> yeah. boy Red Fox, SQR yeah. Podcast, Score Rosenberg. And you know what's so funny, my youth? You know, I have to tell you, I've had a, quite a few guests sitting right where you are. Yeah. And... Your two wishes are probably top two or top three profound. 
Thank you. Because I understand the impact it makes. And I thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing this. Yeah. And as we get ready to close, <clears throat> you know, the catalyst for us even meeting and sitting here, Same. our friend Andrea Wright, right, who right. passed Andrea. on. Yeah. You know, and, and I got to tell you, I love her like a sister. Yes. And get this chance to know you through yes. her Same. and build. Yes. So as we get ready to close, let's lift these green bottles up. Yeah, toast to this great union. To Andrea. And to Andrea. Yeah, Yo, SQR Podcast, Cole Rosenberg, my boy Red Fox. Yo, it's going to be a phenomenal journey, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to rock out on this. Let me tell you right now, we got something unique coming up. The Just Be Fun, the Jamaican animation cartoon. As a matter of fact, it's the Caribbean animation cartoon that's premiering out of SQR Pro Studios. My boy, Red Fox, SQR Podcast, Paul Rosenberg. Thank you for tuning in, one. Enjoy this one. See you later, guys. One.